0: Welcome to the Best Self Podcast. If you aren't seeing things, that is Claudia Grace. In the house today, corporate health and wellness coach, advocate for the positive, for the person that's feeling uncertainty, self-doubt, stress. She's a holistic healer. She is phenomenal, is what she is. So excited to have you with us, friend.
1: Thank you so much, Brad. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Well, just getting to know you a little better off air, you're you're kind of fun. I was trying to think of some insults, but man, you're there's nothing I can say that is bad about you. You are fun, you are positive, you are fan of the people, the underestimated, the overlooked, the you're you're the whole package. One of the things I dig about you is you do talk about stress quite a bit. And that's a that's a hot topic, obviously. I mean, I was just reading the other day or 70% of all health related issues are related to thought and stress has got to be a big one in there. And it you, really, and, and you talk about that a lot. I uh, do. You have four types of stress. You have, correct me if I'm wrong. You've got anticipatory, yes. you've got time, time, you've got encounter and you've got uh, situational. Yes. I'd like to go through those if you don't mind and pepper you a little bit on those. Is sure. that cool? Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. You talk about with time, like how can people become more aware of their triggers? When you're talking about that sort of stress, people are get get triggered and they have that sort of stress. How can we become more aware of that?
1: Well, because people do know about themselves. I think planning, a lot of times people don't anticipate what could happen and people who have trouble with time often take for granted things, allowing more time to prepare, to be organized, to have all your ducks in a row is highly important to remove that stress. The Really, the stress is kind of of the unknown. Mm. Sometimes that is worrisome for those types of people. And I think if they work on those strategies, they'll be successful.
0: Right. That is a tough one, huh? I mean, getting comfortable with the uncomfortable is a tough one. So would you say that managing emotions or managing time comes first?
1: Ooh, that's a hard one. (laughs) I think it depends on each person because it's really an individual stress, right? Right. We can't really speak for everybody. I think everyone needs to really focus on how they feel um, and not, um, because we try to avoid it and we tried to kind of numb ourselves, right? but those emotions are still there, yeah. you know, whether we're exhibiting or not, whether our body, it will carry it. Will it manifest in a sickness right. in, in, in in you know, in other detrimental effects on our health, right. or are we going to try to face it, feel face, and then let it go because mm. we're always going to be better by that.
0: Feel and face. I would like to go to another F word, four letter word, not the naughty one. Fear. You know, and I was wondering with the anticipation, anticipatory stress, Mm -hmm. do you feel that one of the root causes that is fear based on just previous experiences? Yeah. Is is there anything in there to that?
1: I definitely agree. Yes, because people tend to uh, imagine the worst. You know, we we go with the negative. So we think something's Mm going to happen. And a lot of the techniques are to to visualize that you having that experience in a positive light, that everything goes as planned, that, you know, what you anticipate will not happen, the exact opposite. It will be a positive outcome. So I think relieving that fear and really visualizing, just like all the athletes do, we they visualize their victory. We can visualize our success. By practicing in our minds before we go through that experience and really picture happiness moments and that will relieve our stress.
0: Oh, that's good. All right. You're we're only five minutes in and you're already showing off. (laughs) Love it. And you got situational, you kind of already hit on that. Situational stress. I've read another style. 85% of the world is unaware that they're unaware. So, how does someone that's unaware that they're unaware? of situational stress Mm -hmm. how do they conquer that demon any pointers there just like we've mentioned um just practicing um you
1: know i think it's a lot of you know what we've mentioned it's just the fear of unknown um anticipating they they are projecting something bad will happen you know that's their stress this will happen because maybe they've had a negative situation with someone who's going to be there Try to find commonalities with the people that are going to be there. Practice questions, practice the presentation, you know, always preparation for any event, being organized, working on uh, the best positive solutions. And also, what if the worst thing happened? Face your fear of what could happen and actually get through it. Right. Anticipate getting through it. And realizing it's not the end of the world if something bad does happen, you'll be okay.
0: I love that. Anticipate positive. I, I call that being a tough-minded optimist. Yeah. I mean, and and I love your, what you're talking about in terms of embracing friction, embracing bracing inconvenience, embracing struggle. None of us started on the pedestal. Yeah. No. Uh, so. That that's great. That is awesome. And your last one was encounter, and I think we've kind of touched on that one a little bit, unless I'm wrong. And you know, in regards to the unpredictability, mm-hmm. uh, that's that is a tough one. Mm-hmm. What what do you say to the perfectionist that, that stresses out? I mean, perfectionists. I'm sure you're the same way. I work with a lot of people that that they're really good people. They're eager to please. They're all about being great. But they stress like no other, they stress they could be just slaying it, they could be just just doing an incredible job, but they they got this perfectionist mindset for the the perfectionist that maybe has a hard time shedding being a perfectionist. What can we do for that guy, or do you well, do you run across that?
1: Yes, because it's never good enough, you know right. that's what it is. They're always anxiety, they're anxiety-driven because they don't feel that excellence will never be met. But what they need to learn is that uh, at some point it is, what is an A plus? What is a B? Does it, you know, their work needs to be fulfilled in that it's the best that it's going to be. It's the best version it can be. And they need to let it go as that they gave a hundred percent effort It's quality. It is their quality work. It doesn't have to be this level of overachievement. Overachievement doesn't mean it's any better than you know your best effort.
0: I love that. So good. Grace Nation coming strong. (laughs) I got you. Would you say that stress is a habit?
1: I mean, for some people it is. Yeah, Yeah, they don't know what to do if they're not worrying about it. Right. Worry is like a companion.
0: It Mm, can be that is great worrying is like a companion i love that Mm -hmm. word my notepad i'm gonna start burning a hole in my paper here that was good worrying i I hadn't heard it put like that so so it's not
1: a good companion
0: no no (laughs) you don't you don't want
1: it it to be our ally we we really just want to um kind of get rid of that companion and and bring in a a a better friend like uh you know relaxation and yes bringing other friends like, um, just joy and, and Mm. just, just living in the present, I think. Right. Because we won't worry if we're we're worrying about the future or past upset about the past. We're not really living in the present if Mm. we're anxious.
0: So good. Yeah. I love that. Uh, what's, what's one sure sign, you know, we're talking about prioritizing and being organized and people kind of stressing over that. Mm-hmm. what's one sign someone has that their schedule is off?
1: Uh, looking at their, you know, I guess, task management system. Um, there, there's so many wonderful apps for that that can right. help organize them. And a lot of time, you know, a lot of times if I have clients with those kinds of issues, I have them predict how long it will take and then how long it really did take. Uh, So they can kind of manage the time and only allow like a certain amount of time per task. Like say you're going to start this and it's only going to take you 30 minutes. And when that's up, you have to move on to the next thing. And that will kind of keep you kind of in a greater that you're going through the list versus getting stuck on one. Or they can reevaluate and add time or take away time. And that kind of keeps them more on a schedule. So to avoid... Uh, losing time and day and when, especially when there are time restraints.
0: Right. Awesome. So the people that my buddy, Ben Ward, he's a real positive guy. He calls it thud, fear, uncertainty, and doubt just came out with a book recently. And people with those kind of things, they generally struggle with self-esteem and confidence. They They don't have the conversations, they kind of start isolating themselves. And when you start doing that, you you limit the number of memorable things you can do. And for I always talk about you do something memorable, now you become shareable. They're struggling to do that. Is there something we could do to steal the power back? And you know, with our emotions and our words and what we say or or what we hear from ourselves? Is there that's kind of a lot to unpack there?
1: yeah, there there is because I think first of all, there's an issue where we, we mentioned briefly that many people really have trouble expressing their emotion. The main emotions that we feel are happy, sad, or angry. And then a lot of the other emotions are kind of just packed away. Mm. Most people classify their emotions in in those three. Brene Brown has done so much you know research on this. And really, you know, our connections, our greatest connections are through our emotions and are through people. And, and a lot of times we miscommunicate something that's not intended to be communicated, even without words. Right. Um, people misunderstand. And I think we need to really process more our emotions. One of the big emotions of COVID was like languishing, that people felt depleted, isolated depressed because we you know were stuck in our homes and and right. we weren't able to like you said earlier really get our juice from other people we were really so depleted uh so i think really sharing um our emotions with one another speaking more from our heart saying what you mean you know in, in a respectful way we don't have to agree with each other we can disagree respectfully um, but listen, listen first and respectfully give your opinion, even if it's different, um, that's yeah. okay. Uh, but in a in a respectful uh, and considerate way, I, th- I think that that's lacking these days, that it's either believe what I believe uh, or yeah. we can't be right. friends. And I, I disagree with that. You know, we, we can all be friends and amicable and, and respectful of other people and culture and diversity without, you know, Uh, disrespecting them and and using harsh you know words and being negative
0: yeah yeah it's too bad it really is a lot of both ends of the spectrum and not enough in the middle you know what's wrong with having a little flavor what's wrong with non-typical what's wrong with perspective i mean to me every day i learn something i'm growing every time even and i don't have to take it in like if what you're talking about, or I'm talking, I'm listening to another podcast, or I'm reading a book, I don't have to take everything that they're saying. And maybe it doesn't fit my scheme, maybe it doesn't fit my right. personality. Right. But I'm getting to learn and hear. I'm either going to strengthen my perspective, or I'm going to gain a whole new perspective and become a better version of me. That is sexy. That is. That that's Literally. that's good stuff. It is. I was reading that four in ten women are burnt out right now. Four in ten. That's dinks. What would you say the root cause of that is? I mean, if you had to guess, I mean, you you didn't see the the, the article or research, but me personally, I wonder if it has to do with something with safety and belonging. What are your thoughts?
1: I, I think it's our work culture. I really think that there is um, you know, a sense that a lot of women we we have to prove ourselves, um, earn our, our place in in organizations and work hard to really get the raises and the, and the promotions. And, and that is by giving your time a lot of time to, to earn those higher level, you know, places. And I think that, you know, balancing, you know, work and then family, that's just hard to do. It's hard to do. And And if they're not taking breaks, we're, we're raised in in a sense to nurture others, give to your family, give to your job, give to everyone. And it isn't all always encouraged to give to ourselves. So I think many women don't necessarily think they need help. They're used to giving it, not receiving it. And that's one thing I help them do.
0: Yes, you do. That's like the silent assassin. It's sitting there, not you. (laughs) (laughs) The act of it <laughs> you know taking on so many different roles, wearing a million different hats. Yeah. And you don't realize that when you never invest in yourself, you know, this is something I'm sure you you've talked about and, and you you've heard it a million times too. I mean, if if this is my this is my lid of you know the best version of me, the people in my circle or my company,
1: corporation,
0: mm-hmm. they'll never get above that. So if I'm a five. They're gonna be like a four. They're never gonna exceed me in or at least in most scenarios. So if I'm not becoming the best version of me, I'm limiting it's not just me that I'm limiting. Right. I'm limiting all the people around me. So like you're talking about moms and females and whatnot not investing and not betting on themselves and taking on all these, I see that happening more and ever as well. Ironically, uh, it feels like we should be trending up more, but so many people burnt out.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I just think, again, COVID, you know, changed all the parameters in organizations with having the, you know, remote work and having um, hybrid and also just managing. um, I know that a lot of the managers I've worked with, um, many of them were forced Well, not forced, but now they had to do a lot more emotional things with their colleagues because now they're they're feeling stressed because they're put in these roles that they haven't had to lead in this way, in in a more personal way. And they had to learn more personal things. So if workflows weren't managed well, uh, change, you know, like say a whole department's out with COVID before it came fully remote. Right. And they didn't do the workflow for the few that were were not sick. Right. They were, you know, ha- they were not sleeping for days to get the work done. So there really needed to be more flexibility in companies in all facets in order for everyone to to manage stress better and not feel so overwhelmed. And that's why I think it's like 85% of companies are dealing with mental health issues within corporations now um, and personalized um, wellness is really needed that, that, you know, so that it's for you, not just for the general population.
0: Right. I've always thought a great leader is a servant leader. How many servant leadership type companies, if you you just said 85%, is that the number of people that are investing in it or a number of com- like companies that are having issues, which yeah. I think it
1: was like 85% of all the organizations were having those issues okay. um, overall, just in um, bringing all those uh, kind of issues to the forefront. You know, before they had them, they just weren't really discussed as much no. as as it is today.
0: Right. That's really good, friend. So uh, we're, we're winding down. We've got less than less than five minutes, probably. And then I am kicking Claudia Grace to the curb. So much fun. So you went into this lane. Is there a story behind why you chose this lane? You know, why are you so passionate about helping people with their mindset and prioritizing and managing stress and managing being a solution oriented thinker? Why this lane? It goes back
1: to my upbringing. Um, My father was Colombian, and he was a doctor, an anesthesiologist, and he loved medicine. It was like his life. He loved it. Mm -hmm. And my mother really instilled in me um, a love of, you know, just self-worth. I always was raised with a lot of values, morals, and to embrace my culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have a lot of memories of you know, my parents had strict Spanish accents, and I just remember when people would just like, in, in Baltimore, you know, we have the, you know, I don't know if you can tell my accent, but they would just not understand them, and they were saying water, you know, and
0: I would be like, <laughs> it's
1: water, like, you know, you can understand that, it gets so sad. Um, but the point is that. I guess my passion's always been health and wellness from, you know, my roots of eating natural foods, my mother cooking Mediterranean foods and being active in sports. And I've always been drawn to people and helping people and serving people. And I guess in my life, my my uh, adversity was uh, going through divorce. I was with my ex for 28 years and it was the hardest thing I've ever done and just, we are amicable and and love our children and but that overcoming that transition in my life from being in this secure marriage to facing divorce with three children it was one of the hardest things i had to do and i took time to you know kind of heal myself and overcome a lot of those personal obstacles which brings me to helping other people with their health. People have always asked me about what I've done because, you know, I'm pretty enthusiastic about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, and I just, over COVID, developed a program. And I'll tell you, the day I finished, two people came to me to help them. And, mm. and I haven't looked back in um, the first person was John and he lost 55 pounds in, in six months and, mm. you know, really had a lot of adversity in his life. And I actually, we worked through zoom and I met him in person and he said, I changed his life. And I just knew that this was just what I was meant to do, you know, just to help people who really struggled in, in so many ways you know, mind, body and spirit. It's Mm. really in my heart. It's what I've always dreamt of doing. And I'm just excited to, you know, bring um, organizations and and people, you know, remedies on how to change their lives.
0: Oh, man, that's so good. I love it. And you could see it. I mean, you could see that you're passionate about this. You could see that when your toes touch the floor in the morning, that it drives you. And you're obviously great at it. I mean, that's the that's the trifecta girlfriend. Very cool.
1: <laughs> hey, I just,
0: I just wanted to talk super quick before we we start to taper off here. Biohacking. For those that aren't really familiar with that term, can you just kind of go into just a little synopsis of what that is? Why is that something that's something that maybe we should keep our eyeballs on and maybe consider? For instance,
1: breath work, breathing. Um, one of the quickest things anyone can do when they leave this podcast when they're feeling st- stress is our breath a breath is life and it calms our nervous system down and you can do that within five minutes and find a, a, a major transformation in in your mind your cognitive effects your your physiological effects your heart palpitations. Meditation is another way we can use to visualize. We talked a little bit about the mind and visualization, um, and that really helps uh, relax us. And um, it will help all those four stressors we spoke about earlier to meditate in in, in those situations. Um, Another biohack would be just to write journal, journal your thoughts and your worries Um, to take breaks, go outside, fresh air, nature. Also giving back, volunteering your time and helping others who are less fortunate. Um, When we're in very difficult moments, uh, giving to others is a sure way to uh, really transform your own life and be more grateful for what you have that others do not have.
0: That's real talk right there. Awesome. We've got 30 to 45 seconds here for you. Where, you know, at the time of this recording, we're in 64 countries. What could they do to create the best version of themselves today?
1: I believe in becoming the CEO of your life, which means living your life you truly want by prioritizing yourself first doing what you want, when you want, and how you want it. Mm. Uh, It might sound like an impossibility, but by prioritizing your health, by feeding your body holistic food, by incorporating um, better lifestyle modifications, the power of the mind, your mind, you are what you think most of. And when we change our mind, we change our lives. So work on being um, positive, loving, self-kind, um, embracing who you are at the heart. Every You are beautiful and um, we need each of you in our world. And stop judging and criticizing yourself that you are perfectly imperfect.
0: Love it. So good. Man, I it feels like this went so fast. I, I, I really, really... Really appreciate you taking the time to be with us. I know that you're a, a wanted chiquita, uh, and you and you carved out some space for us. So thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Brad. I really appreciate it.
0: But make it a great day.